Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and, uh, and welcome to 2020. Some of you didn't think you'd make it, and here you are. You made it. You made it through another, not just another year, you made it through another decade, which is pretty amazing to, to even think about. Smith and I were talking, and in our household, there's so much that has happened, not just in the last year, but in this past decade. We we went from a family of three to a family of five. We, we moved from a condo to a home, and somehow I became the lead pastor at Glad Tidings Church. We're all wondering about that. We've experienced some grieving situations in our family. We've experienced new life in our family. Uh, we've experienced open doors and we've experienced some closed doors, and I'm sure that's the same for many of you here. For some of us, 2019 was this year to cherish. And for a lot of us, 2019 was maybe a year to forget. Maybe you got laid off, or maybe there's some family problems that happened at home. Maybe there's some problems with, with your kids. Maybe there was some sickness that happened in this past year, and maybe there's some financial hardships, and maybe there was this drawing away from Jesus in this past year. And whatever last year's tone was for us, you know, this new year, this new year brings us some hope, a hope that this year there's something that's going to change for us, a hope that in this next year God is going to bring some kind of new opportunities for us, a hope that this year God is going to fulfill his purposes in our lives. Because after all, the new year marks a chance for a fresh start. This is a chance for this new beginning for us. And with that, a lot of us make some New Year's resolutions, don't we? We make these pledges or we make these promises to God that, hey, we're going to be different this year. Some of us resolve to do some things differently, maybe to lose some weight or to exercise more, to be a better person or to quit some kind of bad habits or maybe to begin some really good habits. And while there might be some of us here today who have given up on resolutions because of our past failures, today I want to challenge everyone in this room to give New Year's resolutions another try. So today's service is going to look a little bit different than, uh, than what you're used to and what we normally do here. As you walked into the service this morning, uh, you would have received a handout with a few questions on it. And if you don't have one, would you raise your hand and our ushers will come and they'll pass out a handout along with a golf pencil. Just keep your hand up really quickly. Today we'll go through each question together and this is going to help us prepare for 2020, for what lies ahead in 2020 and beyond as well. And then at the very end of the service, the leadership of the church is going to anoint you and pray over you right here at the altars. And we're going to trust and believe for great things that the Lord has for us in 2020. All right, there's a couple more people, and uh, we'll just, we're just going to keep rolling. So if you would pull out your handout. At the back of your handout, there's space for your name and for your address just in that really light, faint box. 
So if you would put your name and your address there, please print your name and your address clearly in that space that we've given to you. Uh, because at the end of the service, after you filled out this handout, you can either keep this on you or you can leave your handout in one of these baskets. And what we're going to do is we're going to mail these back to you as kind of a checkup in six months. See how you're doing. See where you're at. So just take a few seconds right now. Just fill out your name and fill out your address in that box. All right, the front of your handout has, uh, has a few questions on it. So if you would flip that over, we're going to fill that out together in just a few moments. And uh, man, we're hoping that these questions will help, help you and, and serve as kind of the spiritual checkup. And this is going to help build a purpose statement for you and a mission statement for you in 2020. Jeremiah says this, he says, let's take a good look at the way we're living and let's reorder our lives under God. And that's what we're going to do today. The first question on your handout reads, what were the highlights of the last decade and what were the most significant parts of 2019? I'll give you just a few seconds to fill that out right now. Maybe it was a new marriage, maybe it was the birth of a new child, Maybe it was a new job. Maybe it was a better job. Maybe it was this new life in Christ. Maybe it was the loss of a job. Maybe it was a demotion. Maybe it was an illness. Whatever it is, just give you a few seconds right now. Just fill out question one, A and B. All right, I just want everyone to take a look at question number two on your handout. What or who centered your life in 2019? So just think about this for a second. What took most of your time in 2019? That's really what the question's asking. Was it your career? Was it your family? Was it your friends? Was it school? Was it entertainment? Was it a new relationship? Because at the end of the day, your time kind of reflects what's the most important things for you. Take a second right now and just fill out that part of the question. Question number two, what or who centered my life in 2019? All right, everybody look up. Before we get to the next question, in 2020, who are you going to live for? What are you going to build your life around? This is a question of your worship. Because if we're really honest with ourselves, in the last year, some of us, we centered our lives around our career. And we centered our lives around our family. We centered our lives around education, right? Like education was our our top priority. Making more money was the most important thing for some of us. Our homes and building our homes was the most important part of our lives in 2019. Some of us had a new relationship 
as, as, as being the very first concern for us. Some of us may have held a sport or a hobby as the center of our lives. Last year, there were some of us who centered our lives around money, around entertainment, around being with our friends. And these aren't all bad things, but these things don't belong at the center of your life. Hey, folks, if you could just, let's just look up just, just real quick, because I just want to grab everyone's attention here for a second. When life starts breaking apart, none of those things were going to sustain you. None of those things were ever going to hold you together. Your career was never going to hold you together. The stuff that's going on in your families right now, like that was never going to hold you together. When, when sickness comes and when financial difficulties come and when problems at home come, when the storms of life come, and, and they came for all of us in 2019, Money was eventually going to dry up. The money was never going to be enough. Problems were going to come within our family one way or another. And for some of us, we learned the hard way that friends can't always be trusted. And for others of us, we've experienced some sickness or pain or suffering in a way that there's no level of education that can explain it or understand what we're going through. And so I want to tell you this morning that what you need in 2020 and what I need in 2020 is this unshakable center. What you need is the tried stone. You need the precious cornerstone. You need a firm foundation. You need Jesus to be the center of it all. So if you would put your hand out to the side for a second, pull out your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 2 onward. 2 Chronicles 14, verse 2. I'm going to read from the message this morning. Asa was a good king. He did things right in, the, in God's eyes. He cleansed house. He got rid of the pagan altars and shrines, smashed the sacred stone pillars, and he chopped down the sex and religion groves, the ashram. He told Judah to center their lives in God, to do what the law said, and to follow the commandments. We'll just stop right there for a second. So because King Asa got rid of all these pagan shrines and these altars in the city of Judah, his kingdom was at peace. And the story goes on to say that uh, King Asa wins this incredible battle against the Ethiopians who outnumbered him and they outclassed him and they were stronger, they were a lot more experienced than he was in battle. And because he had God at the center of his life, King Asa, when he was in need, he asked God to help him, and God allows King Asa's army to win this incredible battle. And so King Asa, he continues to seek God and 
great things happen in the land, and they're at peace for many years, and there are no wars that happen between the nations. But then at the end of his life, there's a situation that happens where King Asa decides to use his own wisdom. And he decides to use his own understanding. And he begins to look to human advice. And because of that, God becomes really disappointed with King Asa. And God sends a prophet to speak to Asa. And the prophet says this. He says, God is always on the alert. Constantly on the lookout for people who are totally committed to him. You were foolish to go for human help when you could have had God's help. And now you're in trouble. One, one round of war after another. And so Asa, he begins to lose his temper and he starts abusing people that's around him. And scripture tells us that he develops this foot infection. And, he, and while he's sick and while he's in pain, and while he has this foot infection, he doesn't bother to call on God for help. And what ends up happening is he dies from a foot injury. See, everything worked out when God was at the center of his life. So in 2020... Who is going to be at the center of your life? Are you going to let your career be at the center of your life? Are you going to let your education be at the center of your life? Are you going to let your family be at the center of your life? Or will you strive to have Jesus at the center of your life? I'm going to tell you, you can experience great peace and joy and adventure, and fulfillment, and purpose, and meaning, all of these things you can have if you let Jesus be at the center of your life in 2020. But if you lose your focus, if you don't seek him in all areas of your life, then you'll never understand that peace. You'll never understand that joy. You'll never have purpose, and meaning, and fulfillment in your life. So let 2020 be that year that you intentionally keep Jesus at the center of your life. All right, let's move on to the next question on your handout. What will be the character of your life in 2020? What will be the character of your life in 2020? If your friends were going to characterize you based on how you acted and behaved in 2019, what would they say about you? Would they characterize you by the fruit of the Spirit with love and joy and peace? And would they characterize you as somebody who's full of patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control? There's people around this room, when I think about you, these are the things that I think about. Would your friends characterize you differently? Would they say that you're a person who's filled with jealousy are you a person who's defensive and erratic and entitled or lazy? Would they say that you can't commit? Would they say that you're unfaithful? Would your friends say that they would characterize you by looking at the list of beatitudes? Would they use words to describe you like meek, 
somebody who hungers and thirsts for righteousness? Would they, would they say that you're somebody who's pure in heart? Would they say that you're a peacemaker? Would they say that you're courageous in your faith? What kind of person will you be in 2020? What will be the character of your life? So right now, let's just take a few moments to write down some of those character qualities that we want to work on or develop in 2020. I just give you a few seconds right now. All right, let's look at question number four. If you could do anything for Jesus, what would you do? I mean, if money was no object, if resources weren't an issue, if you could do anything for Jesus, what would you do? Just take a few moments right now, just fill that out on question number four, and then fill out the next part of that question, what is stopping you? So if you could do anything for Jesus, what would you do, and then what's stopping you? All right, question number five. What or how will I contribute in 2020? What will be your contribution in 2020? This is a question that deals with service. What is your ministry in the body of Christ? Many of you don't have to think twice about this because you're actively involved in ministry alongside us. There's a whole lot of other people here today who are going to have our time with this question because even though you attend Glad Tidings on a Sunday, you don't have a defined ministry that you actively participate in. And even though we have programs running for kids and teens and adults and young adults, there are far too many people who are satisfied coming in week in and week out doing nothing and serving nowhere. And there are some people here who, man, you felt God pulling on your heart. You felt God pulling on the heartstrings and encouraging you to get involved. And maybe you don't know how, and that's okay. For some of you, God has called you to serve in areas that only you are gifted in. God has called some of you to serve in areas that only you are talented in. God has called some of you to serve in areas that only you have experience in. And for others, you're just not sure where you can serve, and that's okay. And so if you need to fill out that part of the question that just says, I need to talk to somebody, I need to talk to leadership, I need to talk to the pastor, then, then use this time right now. Just fill that out. How will you contribute in 2020? All right, everyone look up real quick. This is something that, that I say pretty often, and, and it's this. The body of Christ needs you. And you need the body of Christ. You've heard us say this before. You need us, and we equally need you. 
And you were created specifically for the body of Christ. But you will miss the purpose of your life if you're not attached to the church, if you're not attached to a ministry, if you're not attached, you're going to have a hard time figuring out what God really wants to do with your life and with your family. So what will be your contribution in 2020? The next question, who will I tell about Jesus in 2020? What will be the communication of your life in 2020? In other words, how will you share the gospel? And who are you going to share the gospel with in 2020? After Jesus had risen from the dead, he he goes and he appears to his disciples. And Jesus says this to them. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, this, this statement that Jesus made, it's known throughout the Christian world as the Great Commission. But for many of us, the Great Commission has become the Great Omission. You have omitted this part from your life. There there are a lot of people who think, you know, I'll let somebody else do the talking. I'll let somebody else do the disciple making. I'll let somebody else lead my friends to the Lord. Some of us think that, after all, this statement is not that important. It's not really that important to talk about what Jesus has done for me. It's not really that important to tell people that Jesus is the better way, right? It's not that important for me to tell people that Jesus is the only way. It's not that important to tell people that Jesus can save them from their sins. But you need to understand, and we need to understand, especially now more than ever, this is life or death that we're talking about. And the only way they're ever going to know is if you tell them. So what is the testimony that God wants you to share with people? How did you come to know Jesus? Why do you believe in this Jesus? For some of you, you you need to, to, to list a target group that God has placed on your heart. My church back home, we we had a heart to reach out to Hindus and Muslims, and there are a lot of people here who are called to very specific communities, very specific people, like the homeless, or like those who are in the nursing home community. Maybe God has put a desire on some of you to work with kids, or with some young people, or, or some youth and some young adults, and Maybe that's what you need to fill in on number six. So if you would just take a moment right now, what will be the communication of your life in 2020? Who will you tell about Jesus in 2020? And as you're filling that out, I'm going to ask Tim to come forward. And I'm just going to ask the prayer team to prepare yourselves as we just begin to close the service this morning. The last question on your handout reads, what will be my community in 2020? This is a question 
of fellowship? How will you demonstrate your commitment to other believers? Is it through small groups? Is it through ministry groups? Is it through some home groups? How will you be connected this year? We're going to be spending the next few weeks talking about how important it is to be connected and that God has a specific role that he wants you to play in the local church. And maybe God is calling you this year to lead a small group or to host a small group. Maybe God is calling you to build or lead a new ministry team. So if you would just take a moment right now and fill in your response to the last question, what will be the community of your life in 2020? All right. If I can get your attention really quickly. Believe it or not, this morning you have just built a purpose statement that says something like this. In 2020, with Jesus at the center of my life, I will seek to be like him in character, in action, and in deed. And I will serve him by being part of the body of Christ, not just by attending weekly services, but by being actively involved in the work of ministry at Glad Tidings Church. I will share Jesus with my friends and with my neighbors, and I will be open and honest as I engage in community by participating in a small group throughout 2020. Today we want to spend some more time in prayer. And in worship, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward at this time. And they're going to anoint you with oil and pray over you. Because we want to believe for some great things to happen in this year. And I want to ask you the question this morning, are you living a life of purpose? Paul was someone who lived this purpose-driven life. He said, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. And Paul's only reason for living was to fulfill the purposes that God had for him. So in 2020, will you be a person that God can use for his purposes? Will you keep him at the center of your life? Will you seek him in your decision making? Will you seek him at school and at work and at home? Will you talk about him with those who don't know Jesus? Will you commit to serving him in the body of Christ And will you commit to real fellowship this year? Would you stand with me this morning? And this morning, maybe you need prayer for help with one of your responses that you've written down. Maybe you need prayer to make some bold decisions to do something for the Lord this year. Maybe it's none of those things. We just want you to go out starting this new year with a member of our prayer team anointing you with oil and sending you out. And so prayer team, I'm just going to ask you to spend just a few minutes with each person. And folks, after you've been prayed for, you can either put your hand out in one of these baskets here at the front, and we'll mail that back to you in about six months as a, as a checkup. Or you can hold on to these as your purpose statement that you've made for the next year. So as soon as Tim leads us in worship, I'm going to ask you to make your way to the altar down the center of the aisle. Once you've been prayed for, I'm going to ask you to return by the side aisles.
And after you're prayed for, you're welcome to stay at your seats in prayer and in worship. And if you need to leave, we just ask that you leave quietly. And so this morning, I want to leave you with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face on you and may he give you peace. And may the will of God be accomplished in your life as we work towards living for his purposes in 2020. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning.